When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Hey, happy family day. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Hope you've had a wonderful long weekend. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on the voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Eskimos 6.30 Chad. This is a best of edition of the show, and you're going to hear from some big names as we go along, including... Former Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley, now with the BC Lions, and new Eskimos quarterback Trevor Harris, who came over in that free agent signing from the Ottawa Red Blacks. But first, we're going to go back just over a month in the middle of January. One of the most popular Eskimos in recent seasons, linebacker J.C. Sherritt, announced his retirement. It's hard to explain. Uh, the best way to explain it is I just, I just know. You know, I've been... I've been told by a lot of former players who are fortunate enough to play as long as I have, you know, you'll know when you know, when it's time to go. And I, I feel it in my heart. Uh, it's just time to move on to the next chapter of my life. Enjoyed every single second of it. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely walking away with a clear mind uh, and a smile on my face. Are you healthy? Is, is there a, a, an injury or anything physical that figures into this? No, you know, I'm, I'm healthy-ish, as healthy as an eight-year vet can be. Um, but, uh, no, you know, I'm as healthy as any off-season I've had. Um, it's, like I said, it's the, the only way I can put it is I just know it's time, it's time to move on to the next phase of my life. I'm sure this wasn't an easy decision, and it has been a couple of months since, uh, since the Eskimos season ended. So what's been going through your head and your heart over the last few weeks that, that finally brought you to this, this decision? Uh, I, I was at this decision uh, probably four or five days after the season ended, and I had, I had told uh, Brock and Jason um, that I wasn't going to jump to a conclusion. I was going to give myself you know, a full month to think about it, and uh, nothing changed in that month. Not for a second did uh, did I go back on what I thought was the right decision for myself, um, and uh, you know that after the month I made the call and let them know where I was headed. And uh, like I said, there, there's there's not an ounce of regret in my heart, and and I'm excited to move on to the next stage. You know, you became a pretty popular player with the Eskimos. You had some team success along the way, individual success. I mean, you won a Defensive Player of the Year award. But take me back to that that very first training camp because uh, I'm sure you can hash out the details here, but I, I know there's a story going around that you were close to maybe not making the team and you needed a coach or two to go to bat for you. What did, I mean, I don't know how much you knew about that at the time, but what can you tell us about making the team out of that first camp? Uh, you know, I've heard some things. Uh, the one thing I know, the two things that happened, uh, I was a four-string linebacker, uh, coincidentally enough, next to Mike Miller. Um, so we were the two four-string linebackers, you know, both of us just thinking, I mean, how are we going to make this team? We can't even get a rep. Um, and then we had no pads on, 
And if you've ever seen me with no pads on, even with pads on, I'm not the most intimidating or most football-esque looking guy. Um, so had that going against me. Um, but then we had four live reps of the whole camp. And, uh, you know, I was I got I had a huge hit on a running back. And the next day was the first time the that Stubler referred to me by my first name. He actually noticed me. And, uh, you know, some things happened. I, I, I'm not sure on the specifics, but I know that play in general got me to the first preseason game. How I played in the first preseason game got me to the second one. Uh, and that eventually got me on the team. But without those four live reps, there's no doubt in my mind I don't make the team. All right. Well, that's an interesting memory. You, you mentioned Stubler called you by your first name. Of course, JC is how you go. And you weren't telling anybody what that stood for, but uh, Terry Jones, longtime sports writer here in Edmonton, got it out of you finally. I've always wanted to ask you this. Why Jonesy? Why did he get that reveal, JC? <laughs> he got it because I was a, I was a young rookie. I just made a team. I was the happiest kid in the world, and he he pried the right way, and he got it out of me. It's actually probably one of the only regrets of my whole career. But, you know, I, I, kudos to him. I guess that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. How lucky do you feel that you're getting to live out a plan you've had most of your life? Not everybody gets to experience that, JC. I feel very, very fortunate, uh, and I know that, there's been people along the way. I mean, starting with my parents, uh, and you just go through the coaches, uh, an English teacher that made you go the right direction. Uh, all these things contributed to, to let me have a shot and live in my dream. Um, and, you know, I don't take any of it for granted. Uh, and there's a lot of great people that, that helped that dream be possible. JC. I think I know you well enough that I don't need to ask you your highlight as an Eskimo because you were all about the team success. In 2015, you got to lift the Grey Cup in what remains one of the greatest runs in the history of the franchise. You won 10 in a row counting the West Final and the Grey Cup, and a lot of those in dramatic fashion or where you had to come from behind or win late in the game. What do you remember most about that season? What was it that that team captured that allowed them to, to pull out so many games like that? Uh, you, the team, is, it was one of the most tight-knit teams, and in particular the defense. Um, it was like playing with a, with a bunch of brothers, and it, it, it's always like that, you know, but to be that tight-knit, it was literally like having your brother next to you at every position. Uh, we knew where each other was supposed to be. Uh, we played with as much confidence as humanly possible, and it was an absolute joy um, to take the field and just know um, how great you were. And you go back and look at the defense. I mean, Willie Jefferson was a backup on that team. Deion Lacey, who plays for the Bills, was a backup on that team. Dexter McCoy, who plays for the Chargers, was on that team. You just go down the list, and it was uh, it was incredible. You had Odell. You had Mondo. Uh, you had Aaron Grimes. It was it was playing on an all-star team, and it was an absolute joy. JC, I got to interview a couple. Well, we've done a few interviews, but one from a couple of years ago. I, I asked you about something you do away from the game, and you said you just enjoyed being on on White Ave in the summer, stopping on a patio, grabbing something to eat. So I, I mean, Edmonton embraced you, and I think you embraced Edmonton. 
when you go work or coach somewhere else now and, and people say, what was it like there? What are you going to tell them? It was an absolute joy. Um, I, I can say that with just pure honesty. I loved it. Um, I loved every second of it. I loved getting to, uh, you know, find new parts of the city. Uh, I, I intentionally lived in different parts of the city, uh, you know, just to get to experience it. And the people, um, you know, there's it, something to be said when you walk out your door and you're just surrounded by good people. There's, there's not a lot of people in the world that get to say those things. Uh, for eight years, I get to walk out my door uh, and just be surrounded by good-hearted people um, in a city that I just grew to absolutely love. Um, and I, I, I won't ever say a bad word about it. I can promise you that. JC, I have a standard question I ask retired players. I know this is fresh for you because you just announced it today. Uh, who is the greatest player you ever played with, and who is the greatest player you ever played against? Greatest player I ever played with? Um, probably Aaron Grimes or Mondo. Uh, those would be my top two. And then the best player I played against is hands down uh, 2011 Brandon Whitaker. Um, it was before, well, we both had our fair share of injuries, but he had a couple bad knees and shoulders. Still was a good player, but 2011, he, he's the best all-around football player I've ever played against. That's J.C. Sherritt. When we get back to the best of inside sports, one of the new Eskimos linebackers, Javon Santos-Knox. So the Edmonton Eskimos linebacking core going to look very different in 2019. Three free agent signings last week. Larry Dean, who was the East nominee for Defensive Player of the Year, comes over from Hamilton. The Eskimos also sign Dan Unamba from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And this man, Javon Santos-Knox, who after playing with Winnipeg last season, chooses the Eskimos in free agency. Um, you know, I just think, you know, you know, uh, they did a great job of just, you know, selling what they had to bring, uh, what they had to offer on the table. You know, they uh, did a great job of just um, explaining to me how they would use me in the defense and how they want me. And I think ultimately uh, the way they executed the free agency plan is just a, a forecast of what we're going to get into the season. All right. Well, in terms of how you're going to be used and, and your strengths, I mean, I've, I've watched you play with Winnipeg. I'm, I'm not going to claim to have seen every game you played. I was watching some highlights. You got an interception in the Banjo Bowl. That was a pretty big play. Tell, tell me a little yes, bit sir. about your strengths as a player and what Eskimos fans are going to see. Um, I would say uh, one of my uh, greatest strengths is, uh, you know, my passion that I bring to the, to the game. Um, you, you're not going to ever question, you know, me if I'm, you know, working hard or not, or if I'm uh, giving 100% effort, that's, uh, you know, my standard. And um, I think you're just going to get a smart football player who, uh, you know, is just going to be all over the field. Um, I, I love the pass rush. I think, uh, you know, I think we're going to do a great job this year of, um, you know, blitzing quarterbacks and getting after them with our guys up front and, you know, just the, the guys we have in the back end too. So um, I, I look to just, you know, bring a, smart, a spark on defense and, and uh, you know, be some type of leader out there, you know, vocally, uh, emotionally, all that. Well, and, and it's going to be a whole new linebacker look for the Eskimos because they've also uh, signed Larry Dean and Dan Unamba from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So, uh, you, you know, we still got to go through camp and everything, but you three are expected to be the three starting linebackers. Tell me a little bit about what you know about Dean and Numa, Unamba and what do you think we like playing with them? 
Oh, I mean, they, they, they're track record season. They're both all-stars, um, great players. Um, I know Larry Dean is, you know, one of the premier linebackers, premier defensive players, premier players in the league. Um, to be playing against uh, next to, uh, beside a guy like that is, is truly humbling. So, you know, I know what he brings to the table, um, leadership, um, a physicalness that uh, you just want on your football team. And, you know, Don, he, he's a, uh, you know, he's not your traditional linebacker in the sense of, uh, you know, what they what people call linebacker. He's uh, more of a nickel-type player, but, uh, you know, he flies around, makes a, 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 a number amount of plays on the, on the field during the game um, in coverage and in uh, just blitzing and, uh, and applying pressure to people. So I think with this, with this uh, linebacker, Corey, you're going to see us really applying pressure to different uh, offenses and offensive lines. Jovan Santos Knox joining us on Inside Sports. New member of the Edmonton Eskimos. The linebacker signed as a free agent on Monday. Hey, I, I'm a little curious about your journey to the uh, to the Canadian Football League. I know there's a, a story that I've seen, and I'm hoping you can clarify it and and, and maybe tell it in your own words. Yeah. Didn't you have like an eight or nine hour car ride with your dad to a bombers camp? Is that how you got noticed? What's the story here? Yeah, it's pretty unique. So I'm out of college. Um, you know, I, I, I was I had a I worked out with the Eagles, um, you know, didn't work out. Um, so I ended up becoming, you know, just a free agent. I, I had nowhere to play. Um, so I decided, you know, I'm going to train and, you know, work out in the meantime and uh, get ready for, you know, the CFL tryouts that are coming up, um, you know, the next year. So uh, I ended up working at GNC and uh, we were working at GNC and training and getting ready for it. My father was just, uh, you know, pulling up different tryout dates. And, uh, you know, the first one we went to was Calgary which was down in uh, Tampa, which is, you know, a, probably a three-hour plane ride for me, two, two-and-a-half-hour plane ride. Um, I went down there, didn't really work out. Um, and then we uh, decided, okay, let's try out Winnipeg. Winnipeg, is, um, they had, had a camp in North Carolina, and I was in uh, Connecticut, so that's about an eight-, nine-hour drive for me. Um, but it was the best nine-hour drive of my life because um, that's where I got noticed. And it's funny because at the camp, you know, I had great numbers. I felt like I was having one of my best days. And, uh, you know, I just didn't know if they were noticing it. Um, I didn't know what position they were looking for. And it seemed like they were really looking for, you know, a quarterback or receiver type player or offensive guy. So I didn't really think of it much. And then, um, you know, I ended up going to a Montreal camp. And selfishly, being from Connecticut, which is only like a five-hour drive from Montreal, I kind of wanted to go there just because, you know, my family would be able to come to the games and whatnot. But um, I got a call out of the blue from, uh, you know, the GM over at Winnipeg. And that's how it all happened. And it was honestly um, just wasn't expecting it. And it was probably, you know, not the most, uh, you know, you know, uh, not that, that story you always read about. It's definitely a different story. And, um, you know, I, I take pride in it because I think it shows the type of player I am. Um, I never was handed anything. So I look to earn everything I'm going to get this year, whether that be, you know, starting role. Um, just, you know, I just want to earn my teammates respect. All right, well, that is that is quite a story, and uh, and now it's led you to Edmonton, so that's pretty cool. You mentioned growing up in Connecticut, so uh, you said you know not too far from Montreal. So as a as a kid and as a football fan, were you pretty aware of the of the CFL? Because I know sometimes I talk to guys from the southern states, and they don't know as much about mm-hmm. the CFL until they get the tryout or their agent directs them there. Were you a little more knowledgeable yeah. of the CFL? You know, I had, a, I definitely had, a, I think, more of a knowledge than your, your common uh, person, just because you know I'm a, I'm a football fan, and no matter what type of football it is, what league it is, you know, I always try to catch some type of football. So I would catch games here and there, 
And, you know, a guy, uh, Cameron Wake, I know he was a name up there, and that was a name that uh, really stuck with me about the CFL. I remember him going up there and having a tremendous amount of success and coming back to the NFL. So that's when – and then Ricky Williams, a different guy like that. So I've always known of the CFL, and I've just known of the, um, you know, the great tradition it's had. And I, I've known of all the great players that's um, been through their Warren Moon, especially, you know, an Edmonton great. So um, I knew my history, but um, it was definitely – a new experience for sure, and uh, it was a great experience, uh, you know, being up there um, myself. Javon Santos-Knox joining us on Inside Sports tonight, new member of the Edmonton Eskimos. He'll play linebacker. Um, are you one of these kids that w- was football right from a little guy? Did you play a, a lot of sports? What was uh, what were you into growing up? Like when did when did you start to really stand out in football? Yeah, um, I, I played flag football growing up mostly. Uh, my mom. Wasn't really a big fan of the contact uh, part of the sport, so she kept me in flag football. I was really um, a basketball player at heart. That's what I loved. Um, I played a lot of basketball growing up. Um, I was great. I had a really good career in high school in basketball. Um, baseball, I played a little bit of baseball as well. So I played pretty much all the sports. I tried them all out. Um, but I think, um, you know, in high school, I really developed a passion for uh, football. I just, I just uh, you know, loved the physicalness about it and just the uh, – especially playing defense um, – you know, I feel like the the odds are always against the defense, and I, I like that. Um, as a player, I like to compete, and I think that, uh, you know, football definitely brings the most competition out of me. Who's your favorite NFL team? Do you have one? Uh, it, was the, it was Philadelphia Eagles, I would say. I grew up a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, being in Connecticut, we don't really have a, a team, so we usually pick from the surrounding areas. We have a number of them, the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, the Eagles, so um, I ended up being an Eagles fan. Okay. Well, see, so you were pretty happy just over a year ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely was. I definitely was. I, in my whole childhood, I was waiting for that. And, you know, it was great to finally see one, uh, you know, a banner get raised and, and then bring home a tro- uh, championship trophy. Okay. Well, do you know when you're coming to Edmonton yet? Uh, yes, I should be up there next week. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm really excited. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to get engaged and be engaged with the community and the fans just because I know of the, the great tradition that, that you guys have up there. So can't wait to be a part of it. Jovan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And love your energy. Look forward to meeting you in person. Welcome to the Eskimos. Thanks for making time for us tonight on Inside Sports. No problem. Thank you for having me. That is Javon Santos Knox, new linebacker for the Edmonton Eskimos. When we get back to the best of Inside Sports, the new quarterback, Trevor Harris. Hope you've had a very good family day. My name is Reed Wilkins. Inside Sports on 630 Chad. This is a best of edition. Some of our favorite interviews, some of the biggest names for the last month and a half here on Inside Sports. And this guy definitely making headlines last week. Your new quarterback for the Edmonton Eskimos, Trevor Harris. It was a, it was a very difficult choice, and but a very easy choice at the same time. Uh, leaving the city of Ottawa was very difficult for me with the ties and memories and you know, uh, teammates that you make, or teammates and friends that you make. But 
so it's a very easy choice in terms of you know who I'm coming to work with and and uh, you know the culture that's being built there in, in Edmonton, uh, the guys at the top, the head coach, and you know that I'm familiar with, and so in that way it was an easy choice, but uh, obviously very tough to leave some of the people in Ottawa. All right. Well, you mentioned the people you were working with. Obviously, there was some overlap with you and Jason Moss when he was on the Red Blacks coaching staff. Tell you why, uh, you know, you think there's a good connection between you and, you and Jason, and you're also going to be getting to know a new offensive coordinator with Jordan McSimmick. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know that Jason, uh, obviously, you know, his, his personality, his, his toughness, his grittiness, his love for the game, and his tenacity matches mine uh, in a lot of ways. And so, you know, I think that we're going to be extremely uh, good in working together, and I've heard nothing but great things about Jordan and just how sharp he is. And obviously, you know, the, uh, the plan that, you know, Brock had told me uh, when free agency opened in the direction of the team that he was taking, it, uh, you know, was obviously just like, yeah, I'm on board, let's go. And so um, after we hung up the phone, you know, I took some time to think about it and listen to the other options, talk to my agent, and, it was uh, it was a no brainer, and you know I just really look forward to you know joining Edmonton and uh, the City of Champions, and hopefully we can you know put this thing together and go get a cup this year. Look, I'm, I'm going to ask you this and get it out of the way because I don't want to spend uh, the entire preseason with you getting this question. So let's let's do it now. Mike Riley was here. Uh-uh. He, he won a he won a Grey Cup. He won an MOP. He was incredibly popular as a player and in the community. What's it like for you? coming after a player like Riley? It's, I don't know anything different. Uh, I had to replace Ricky Ray. I had to replace Henry Burris and now Mike Riley. So I don't know what it's like to step into a situation where there hasn't been that. Okay, well said. And you're always replacing somebody if you're going to a new team, right? So <laughs> so you might oh, as well. of course. But, you know, uh, you know, it's just been a deal for me where I've had to step into shoes where expectations have been insanely high and so uh but that's i expect myself to perform at an at an exceptional high level and so um you know i don't know that it really matters too much to me it's not something that makes me nervous or anything i'm just excited to be able to come to edmonton and uh, just be me Another signing today by the Eskimos is Greg Ellingson. You and he have formed one of the best pass-catch duos in the CFL over the last few seasons. Was there any influence you you had on Greg to get him to Edmonton as well? Tell me a little bit about this. If you had one guess, what would you say? I would say you probably talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as, uh, as soon as I knew the possibility of this happening, I'm on the phone with Greg, and... Uh, you know he's a he's a guy that you know I've worked really well with over the past few years, and um, you know he's a guy that uh, you know he works really hard in practice. He's a consummate pro, and um, he's not a guy that ever backed down in a big moment. And you know he's made some big big time catches in big moments, and he's a big body. He's fast and uh, he's physical, and you know he kind of fits the bill for what you want in an elite receiver in the CFL. And um, I'm sure the coaches are going to expect him to uh, perform at a high level, and I'm sure that he will, and I'll do everything that I can to to ensure that he does, you know, uh, perform at that level. But it's not all going to be on Greg. We have some insanely good receivers that are coming in uh, that you guys have seen that have come across the board that are signing with us. And so it's uh, it's an exciting day, and we're just really looking forward to uh, to putting this thing together. And uh, days like today are what make the CFL so exciting. You know, they – 
get the fans excited, they get the the coaches and players excited to kind of unite and play play together and um, see how you can kind of piece it together and try and go win a championship. Also coming over from Ottawa is left tackle Sir Vincent Rogers, one of the best names in the Canadian Football League, and he's been one of the best players in the last few years, albeit at a position on the O-line that doesn't get as much glamour as, as, as some of the other spots on the league. Tell us a little bit about Sir Vincent and uh, why you're going to feel pretty comfortable still having him protecting you. Uh, in the football world, you call Sir Vincent a dog. And that's a that's a very endearing term because he's he's tenacious, he's physical, uh, he is going to take the fight to you, and he's very technically sound and he's athletic. I mean, you watch him run down the field. I remember last year, unfortunately, he tripped one of our wide receivers going in the end zone that was running a screen pass. But the fact that that big of a man is downfield, you know, chasing blocks tells you all you need to know about his effort and his tenacity and what he wants to get done. And so. Um, He's he's one of those guys that you don't really have to worry too much about what's what's coming from the backside because you know you know that he's got your back and um, he's he's very hard on himself he's his own worst critic and uh, Edmonton's lucky to have him and so it's kind of uh, rare and unique that you know we're bringing over a trio of of our uh, of our guys that were uh, highly productive players for us but um, sure is good for cohesiveness and uh, obviously they've done a good job building this roster and it's going to be fun because I think there's a lot of unselfish guys that really just want to do best for the team and uh, see what we can all accomplish together. Trevor, what didn't you like about playing in Commonwealth Stadium as a visitor that you think you will like playing as a member of the Eskimos? I'll like it because it won't be an ice rink the next time that we're on it first. Um, (laughs) But uh the thing is, is uh, it's it's the biggest stadium in the CFL, and the fans do such a great job there. And you know, I've heard nothing but amazing things about how the fans, uh, you know, support the team and support the players, and it's a it's a great town to be in. And you know, I recently had uh, Jake Zarezna reach out to me. Uh, he's he's moved on to the NFL, but he just told me how excited he was for me with it. It was such a great city, a great organization, and I've talked to quite a few of the players and quite a few of the new players as well, but guys that have been there have done nothing but raved about how awesome um, the city is, how awesome the team is, how great Jay is for the team in terms of, you know, taking care of the players, how awesome Brock is. And so it's, uh, I'm sorry, my little man's in here screaming, but just about how awesome uh, it is to play there. So I'm really excited about the opportunity. All right. Well, we're going to add a, a new Edmontonians, the, the little man there as well. T- t- tell me a little bit about... Yeah, uh, he's a... He's screaming in in uh, celebration right now. I think brother Ladder, he just got an apple. Is he? Is so? Is, how many kids do you have? Oh, just one. Okay. Two year old boy. Okay, and has he picked up a football yet? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We play catch a little bit. Um, he does a good job uh, trying to just catch the ball, but that's really about it for now. He he does a lot of pushing cars and trucks, so I kind of just like to call it uh, like sled pushes to just ease my mind a little bit. So. All right, Trevor, I know you gotta, you got more of these to do. You want to be with your family. I want to throw you one more. I know you're an established yeah, CFL starter, um, but I also know from, from interviewing athletes over the last couple of decades of my life, they always want to get better no matter where they are in your career. Uh, if we were to talk, you know, a year from now after your first season with the Eskimos, I know you want to win a great cup, but individually, where do you want to take your game this season? How would you like to improve? Um, you know, I'm one of those guys that, 
uh, I'm constantly finding any stone that I can turn over to to enhance my performance in terms of mental, um, in terms of emotional, physical, or technical, whatever it can be. Um, I found something new every single off season uh, to to do to to sharpen my game mentally, physically. You know, I've recently picked up some combat brain training that they use for the Navy SEALs. Um, I've picked up actually some tap dancing lessons because my mom's a tap. My mom's a uh, dance instructor, and so I bought some tap shoes, and I'm trying to, you know, find anything I can to, you know, improve my ankle mobility, my flexibility, and uh, and as you kind of age, you find new ways to watch film of what you can look for, cues, and things that you can do, and obviously, you know, you're, every offseason, you're rebuilding the throwing motion to be, you know, fast and efficient with it, but, uh, you know, I'm just doing anything that I can uh, every day to make sure that I wake up a better player than I was the day before, so... Um, you know, I just really look forward to the grind of this last few months of this offseason to see how I can raise the bar for myself. That's Trevor Harris. He comes in. Mike Riley going out. Riley, when we get back to Inside Sports. So much movement last Tuesday, free agency day in the Canadian Football League. You pretty much knew Mike Riley was going to be leaving the Edmonton Eskimos to go to the BC Lions. Of course, Riley played in Edmonton for six seasons. I can sum it up by saying, you know, it was to this point the best six years of my life. You know, I mean, and there's, uh, I expect uh, great things to happen in the future, but looking into the past, the last six years, um, so many changes and so many amazing things happened for me, um, you know, on a, on a football level, but on a personal level as well. You know, when I first got to Edmonton, me and Emily had just first started dating. Uh, of course, now we've been married, we'll be married for four years in April. Um, you know, and so all that she's ever known football-wise is the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, you know, both of my daughters were born in Edmonton. Um, so some amazing life-changing milestones uh, away from football. And then, of course, on the football field, man, just, uh, you know, all six years, even the 4-14 and season coming in, dealing with that adversity, um, you know, and, and grinding through that challenge with my teammates and, and you know, reaching the pinnacle, winning a great cup uh, together as a team, bringing that back to the city of Edmonton. Uh, incredible pride in that. Um, you know, all the great players that I've got to play with as teammates, uh, you know, the coaching staffs that I've worked for and, and learned so much from, uh, the general managers that I played for, Ed Hervey, Ed Brock Sunderland. Um, but, of course, most importantly, the, the city and the fan base. Uh, you know, they were amazing through the entire six years. Uh, which is no surprise to me. Edmonton is a great city and a great football city, and, and that fan base stuck with us through thick and thin, and there was some, some lows and there was some highs. And, uh, you know, I just hope that during the six years that I was there that people enjoyed watching me play, that they were entertained. Um, and they took pride in having me as their quarterback because I took pride in being the quarterback of the Edmonton Eskimos. And every time I put those, those colors on and put that jersey on, I never took it for granted, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to play the game that I felt football was meant to be played and, and to represent the city as best I could. You know, I, I, that's what I did. I did the best that I could, and, and I just hope that people enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, that, that's the hardest thing to leave, uh, but, you know, things, things change over the course of your life, and uh, the best situation for me and my family um, you know, on a personal level and a football level moving forward is here in BC, and I'm extremely excited about that. Um, you know, and I understand that there's there's disappointment, uh, of course, and, and that's that's how you know that it was a positive experience is when it's hard to leave and, and when other people are disappointed that you do leave. Um, but, 
life moves on, you know, and Edmonton Eskimos are, are going to field a very good football team. You know, I have a ton of faith in Brock and, and in Jason, um, you know, and, and I'm excited about the BC Lions. I have a ton of faith in Ed Hervey and Devon Claybrooks, and I'm excited to continue to play this game in this amazing league, um, you know, and, and I'm going to be back in it, and it's just going to be in different colors, and I'll be on the other sideline, and that's going to be a weird experience, but it was a great six years, and I'll be forever grateful for that, there's no doubt. You mentioned the importance of your, your family in making this move. Uh, you know, I know your wife and you have very strong ties to Seattle. It's close to Vancouver. I'll, I'll ask you kind of a yes/no question, and I know you'll put it in your own words. Like, did did family trump everything in this? Like, the the proximity to to Seattle was that the trump card in all this? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, family trumps everything in in regards to life in general. You know, my decisions will always be based first and foremost on my family, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean location and things like that. You know, we had a great run. In- for six years in Edmonton, and, and it was a challenge at times with them living in Seattle, but we made it work, and we found a way to make it work, um, and it was great. And if I would have ended up back in Edmonton, we would have found a way to make that work, too. The proximity certainly uh, is, a, is a benefit and a positive for us, just the logistics of it. Having two little girls, um, you know, I'll be able to see them much more often, and the, the travel will be uh, much simpler for my wife. Um, you know, having to do that by herself, you know, the logistics of loading two little girls on a plane by yourself and flying every other weekend is pretty challenging. But uh, I think it was the location that certainly piqued the original interest, um, you know, and knowing that there was a guy like Ed Herbie that I have a relationship with and that uh, won a championship with, that made me intrigued enough um, to want to talk to those those teams. And there was other teams that were very interested that we spoke with as well. Uh, but really, yeah, it came down to, um, you know, Edmonton and B.C. and the location certainly is, is a, a positive. But I wouldn't have left Edmonton because I do I do care a great deal for Edmonton. I have a ton of respect for it. Edmonton's a great place and a great team, and they're run by terrific people in Brock Sunderland and Jason Moss. So I would not have left that scenario uh, simply to be closer to my family. You know, I had to believe... Um, that it was a good football move as well in terms of the ability to uh, win championships here, um, you know, and and play the next four, five, six, seven years of my career being successful as a team and, and winning multiple championships. And, and again, I've told everybody all day that's asked me that that's not a slight against Edmonton because I did believe uh, that that was possible there as well. And, and I, I have nothing negative to say about any of the, the players or the front office or the coaching staff. Um, but with the proximity to home, what it does for my family combined with, uh, you know, the vision that Ed Hervey and Devon Claybrooks, uh, you know, spoke to me about and, and all of that, uh, that made my decision for me. And it was not an easy or quick decision. It was one that uh, took multiple weeks uh, after we spoke with everybody to sit down and, and talk it over as a family and really figure out what we were going to do. Um, you know, but we're we're extremely grateful for the for the past six years, but also extremely excited about the future and what it holds. When was your mind made up, Mike? I mean, Brock indicated that he knew um, probably late last week that you wouldn't be back in Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, we met with all the teams that we were going to be with uh, early mid January, and um, the decision was certainly not made at that point in time. Uh, all the information was collected at that point in time, and it took. You know, weeks to, to go over all of it. I did not want to make a snap decision. This is obviously a life-changing decision. 
um, not just for me, but for my family as well. And so we already had a trip. We, we go to Hawaii every year. We had a trip planned uh, for late January, the 22nd through the 29th. And during that time, um, you know, we pretty much just turned the phones off and enjoyed time together and talked through daily, uh, you know, our thought process and how we were going to make that decision. And then we came back and kind of got back into the normal swing of life and, and, uh, and ultimately nailed it down on what we were going to do. But we did try, you know, to give Edmonton as much lead time as we possibly could because, you know, whether I was going to re-sign in Edmonton or I was going to go somewhere else, uh, I think that not just uh, myself and my agent Dan, uh, but also Brock and, and the Eskimo organization, we all felt like that was going to be the best scenario for everybody is if, you know, we could have that decision made as quick as possible so that people could move forward with their plans, their cap space, and all of those things. Um, so we tried to get Brock that decision as quick as we could, uh, but it did take time to, to figure it out because, like I said, it's not an easy decision. Um, you know, it, it's it's the right decision, and we made the right uh, choice to go and, and be in BC. That's the best choice for us. But um, another thing I've been telling people all day is that, you know, it was extremely hard to leave Edmonton, but extremely easy to go to BC. And I think that's the mark, uh, you know, of, of two great franchises and two great scenarios. So um, that's the best way that I can put it. But if there, I don't know if there was any single moment where I went, yep. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. My mind's made up. It was, it was a drawn-out process that took a long time uh, because it is such a, you know, um, momentous and monumental decision for me and my family, and it affects a lot of other people as well. All right, so that was Mike Riley, the face of the Eskimos franchise for the last six seasons. He goes to the BC Lions. Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports, joining me now, and of course our color analyst for Eskimos games here on 630 Chad. So Riley's gone. Trevor Harris is in. Dave, how do you compare these two guys? What might we see as a skill set from Harris in contrast to Riley? Well, when you look at the two players, you don't lose much from a skill set point of view. Trevor Harris is a player who has passed for over 5,000 yards. Uh, he's a high completion percentage player. Uh, led the league last year with just over 70% in uh, completion percentage. Had the best efficiency rating. Uh, 22 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. The one thing you don't have with Trevor Harris that you have with Mike Rowley is that dual run threat. So he's not going to be a guy that's going to you know take off with and use his legs. Um, you know, you wonder about the leadership aspect, and that's been a maturation for Trevor Harris that he's learned to be his himself, and he's replaced Ricky Ray, he's replaced Henry Burris, now he replaces Mike Rally. He doesn't have to be Mike Rally; has to be Trevor Harris. But skill wise, I don't think the Eskimos lose very much at all. And man, the West is just filled with elite quarterbacks. It's going to be a lot of fun here in 2019. Yeah, it looks like the West will continue to be stronger than the East as we go into 2019 in the CFL. Dave, thanks for dropping by. More Best of Inside Sports on 630 Chad when we get back. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.